The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good Tuesday morning. It is a somber Tuesday morning here in the Virgin Islands. We have lost a political giant. Um, got word. Uh, well, I, I'd heard it last night, but it was confirmed this morning that um, Senator, former Senator Lisa Chucky Hansen, 11 terms representing the people of St. Croix in the uh, Virgin Islands Legislature had passed um, either yesterday or last night. Um, so we definitely want to send out uh, condolences to the immediate family, extended family, her many supporters, uh, friends, and uh, everybody who uh, knew her and cared about the great Alisa Chucky Hanson, notorious vote-getter, prolific I think prolific is the right word. And, you know, I was thinking about some context uh, as relates to uh, her political career. Um, the first time Santa Hansen got elected in November of 1986, I was 22 years old. My last year of college at University of Miami. In fact, that's the same year uh, Governor Farley got elected. Because um, Governor Louis had termed out. <clears throat> and um, she served eight consecutive terms. And then ran for governor in 2002. I believe she ran with uh, Eddie O'Donoghue. And then uh, she, she was not successful running for governor. And then um, she ran, the first time I ran in 2004, she ran that year as well. She wasn't successful. She was dealing with some issues. Uh, and then uh, she came back again to the political arena in 2010. And she won in 2010 and 2012. She was actually leading vote together in 2012. That was one of the most controversial elections. I had a lot of paper ballots and all that stuff then. Um, so that brought her elected number to, to 10. And then in 14, um, she had that issue where the Supreme Court had ruled that uh, she wasn't eligible to run. And then she came back again in 16. And that was the 11th time that uh, she was elected in 16, and she ran for as part of a gubernatorial ticket in 18, wasn't successful with uh, Senator Adlafonsi Donna Stord. And then she ran for the last time in 2020, since she finished 10th in that election. That was a COVID year. And um, so that brought the total to 11 in you know, 22 years. I believe she is the... Uh, uh, Longest serving senator on the St. Croix side. You know, uh, 
um, Santa Barry did 12 terms on the St. Thomas side. I believe Irby uh, Atley and Celestino White said as um, Emeritus. Uh, they also did 11 terms. So those four are good for at least 11 terms. I believe I believe the ball from Anali may have then done nine or ten, so so she is an esteemed company, a tremendous vote getter. Yeah, came onto the scene in the mid eighties and was a staple throughout the nineties. Um, this is this was leading vote getter in eighty eight, ninety. 94, 96, 98, and 2012. Six times. So, um, it's been a, a rough go for the family. Um, her niece uh, had lost her son uh, within the last, I'd say, Two to three weeks, you know. and then um, Santa Hansa herself had lost her son in 2015. Uh, so, and her sister, who is a uh, well-known cook, um, Dolores, and she had passed away. So, rough. Yeah, so, definitely want to send our condolences, and uh, I guess the flags. I don't know if the, the governor's. actually made that mandate to fly them at half mass, but I think it'd be appropriate. You know, but we've lost a political giant in uh, Alicia, Senator Alicia Chucky Hansen. And condolences once again to everyone who is uh, hurting as a result of this um, development. Having said that, um, we're still keeping our eye Oh, we, we should get Ms. Um, Rosie Farrington. She'll be joining us from uh, Tourism at about 8.20. And then at 9 o'clock, uh, uh, Oscar DeGroy is going to be joining us uh, from Insight Empowerment Programs. He'll be calling in. But we should have Ms. Farrington joining us um, uh, in the studio. I think we're going to call the weather service to find out exactly what's going on because uh, Philippe uh, continues to meander. Uh, around these parts uh, and uh, latitude 18.6 north 63.5 west moving northwest at 10 miles an hour minimum pressure is over 1,001 millibars 50 mile per hour winds just had a, a 8 o'clock advisory and it's uh, 40 miles northwest of Anguilla 50 miles 55 miles east of Anagata, British Virgin Islands. And there's a tropical storm warning is in effect for Barbuda, Anguilla. Tropical storm watch for the British Virgin Islands. Nothing yet for the U.S. Virgin Islands, but definitely looking at um, British Virgin Islands. Mm, moving toward the northwest near 10 miles per hour. And this general motion should continue today. 
a turn towards the north-northwest is forecast by tonight, followed by a northward motion on Wednesday on the forecast track. The center of Philippe is expected to move north of the Leeward Islands today. However, the strongest winds and heaviest rains will likely occur in the islands to the south of center. I believe we have uh, the weather service. Uh, good morning. Who am I speaking with? Hello. Good morning, Cecil Villanueva. Cecil, how are you doing? Very good. And you? I'm doing We're well. We're busy around here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry for bothering you and all that stuff. <laughs> no um, worries. So, Philippe is still hanging around? Yep. Philippe is still hanging around. Uh, is uh it's basically the center of circulation is uh, east northeast of of us. Uh, for particularly for San Croix, is already the center of circulation is northeast. However, it's a very disorganized uh, system, so we have a lot of like convection that is um, that is uh, behind the the center of circulation. So for now, like always. We're not expecting tropical storm conditions. That means that we're not expecting sustained winds that are like uh, within the tropical storm uh, conditions, above 39 miles per hour. However, we can expect, uh, especially for the U.S. Virgin Islands, we can expect like an active weather conditions for the next 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, um, particularly as this system continues moving northward. Um, that means that we're going to see uh, uh, rainfall accumulations that could be potentially uh, between two to four inches, uh, but it's going to be, you know, intermittent, this activity. So this is something that we, we are still monitoring, uh, like how this part, this active part of the, of the of the system is behaving because it's those indirect impacts that is going to be affecting us, the U.S. Virgin Islands and the eastern of Puerto Rico. Now, the the center of circulation is on the northwestern side of the uh, storm. Yeah, it's basically kind of like it's 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 kind of like northwest of like uh, the center of circulation is kind of like northwest of like the the active part, like all the convection, mm-hmm. and so most of this sustained uh, winds of tropical storm conditions is actually east and southeast of the center of circulation. Correct. So that means that, like, yes, uh, but like, it's a very, you know, you have, like, that all that convective activity that we can see in satellite. It looks very impressive. However, it's not like everything from that looks from that cloud coverage. It, it means that we have, like, those uh, sustained uh, tropical storm conditions, but we do have very active weather, uh, mostly uh, east of this of San Croix. Like it's not, uh, it's not entering now the Anegada Passage as it moves north northwestward, the the system as it goes. So it's something that uh, for the next 24 or 48 hours, uh, there's going to be an increase of showers and thunderstorm activity in around of the island. And so something, even though, yes, it is a much-needed rain, uh, is, is sometimes, like, very strong thunderstorms can cause, like, you know, you know, fast gust winds uh, for a short period of time, and that can cause problems. So, you know, be monitoring, uh, you know, pay, pay attention as we continue to monitor the system, as we, if it's necessary, issue, like, any advisories or warnings in terms of flooding events for for the island as as the storm uh, moves uh, close to the area 
So, because I'm looking at a map right now, and I'm seeing the storm is uh, in the northern Leeward Islands, right? Mm -hmm. Close to Barbuda and Anguilla and all that stuff. But there's still rain, solid rain in Martinique. Yeah, exactly. And it's because of all that. Uh, so you can see even, it's not symmetric. You can see the center no, oh, no, of circulation. No, no. This, 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 this is very asymmetrical. Yeah, and, it's uh, very sheared. Yeah. Uh, so so this is something that, you know, to you know, to be to monitor for the next couple hours. And afterwards, after Philip actually goes uh, more north to us, it's going to be uh, a lot of that moisture is going to Correct. be moving yeah. into yeah. To the area through at least Saturday. Yeah, I see where the, the center, when the center of circulation is north of us, mm -hmm. the, the rain is still south and east of us, so we're still going to be impacted by that rain, even mm -hmm. though the center of the storm is beyond... Uh, yeah, and, and actually, the in the area of sustained winds for tropical storms is like east of that of that center of circulation. So we are mostly uh, worried not because of the winds. It's most like you know the the rain that is accompanied by these uh, tropical systems that is going to you know be affecting the area. Cecil Villanueva, thank you very much. We appreciate You're welcome. That. You got it. Okay, bye bye. That's uh, Cecil Villanueva uh, joining us. Uh, from the weather, if you go to to weather dot com and you um, click on what's it, um, click on hurricane track a track storm, and you'll see the radar, right? And you'll see how the center circulation, which they have in red, right, is on the northern part of the storm. Then you see all that green. Right down there, and then uh, in that green, you're out. You'll be looking for the little uh, flicks of uh, the yellow and orange that'll let you know where the heavy convections are and all that stuff. But um, the rain is definitely to the south of the system, right? As it stands right now, the the eyes are on a parallel, right? If you go straight across the top of Puerto Rico, um, that's the parallel. And you just head east, you're going to go directly into the center of circulation. But because it's asymmetrical, right? It's not symmetrical where the center of circulation is in the middle of the storm. This one is really north-northwest side of the storm. And a lot of the rain, you know, I'm just, just looking at this. I could, you could broaden this. Right now, right, uh, Dominica, Guadeloupe, Montserrat. You know, you look at the green in this system right here. Yeah, Montserrat, Guadeloupe, Dominica, Martinique, on the on the bottom end, and Saint Lucia. Yeah, they 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 really. I'm sure I'm sure we'll hear tonight. The significant amount there. Uh, rainfall that uh, took place there today. It's interesting how the, the center circulation uh, is more on the Antigua Barbuda side, but the heavy rain is south of it, you know what I'm saying? So, wow. That's the thing about these storms, man. So unpredictable. Uh, right now, when I look at the, when I'm looking at this on, on, at weather.com, and looking at this radar, 
Guadeloupe in particular. Looks like it's in the center of the, the rainy part of the system, but not necessarily the, the center of circulation. Okay, and uh, St. Kitts Nevis, uh, they're looking to get um, some solid rain. And then uh, it looks like St. Croix. St. Croix might be getting some, some serious rain, and depending, uh, the more north the system goes, then the rain will stay off to the east. But if it goes west-northwest, then the Virgin Islands definitely gone, 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 gone be green uh, by Friday, Thursday, Friday, some solid rain tomorrow and Wednesday. So definitely keep an eye on Philippe, who has been hanging around here for a while, man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we got to... This one... I'll be honest with you, I've never seen a storm like this. Just hang around. And if you look at the storm track, you could see how it was heading west. Then it went net uh, northwest for a little bit. Then it straightened up. Went more west. Then it went north northwest, and then it turned around and went south southwest before it touched the islands. Seriously, you could actually see the storm tracker here, and you could see how the storm um, was at the um, the Puerto Rico latitude, and then it went down. Um, went south and was at the Guadalupe latitude and then been moving uh, west-northwest uh, ever since then. This is weird. But I'm not surprised because this year, uh, with those warm waters, things been doing going on. So we'll take a break. Right now, we should be joined by uh, Rosie Farrington a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the conference that's coming up. The Chico's conference, I uh, guess we had that conversation a couple of weeks ago. Um... That gets the version of back into the mix. And I will be back right after this. Credit Score controls a lot of what you can do and have access to. Introducing Credit Score by Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix's Credit Score include daily access to your score, real-time alerts, personalized credit report, and special offers. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay, 340-773-8500, and one in Peter's Rest, 340-713-8500. Bank of St. Croix, bankofstcroix.com, or the Bank of St. Croix app. Doom scrolling. Let's break that habit, folks. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where if you want to know what's going on in the world and why it matters, all you have to do is give your thumb a rest and perk up your ears. We've got the news, but we've also got curiosity, joy, and surprise. Tune in for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 
WTJX's Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culturman Silcat. Early bird tickets go on sale beginning Monday, October 16th through Tuesday, November 14th. Tickets will be available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at WTJX.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255 or 340-690-7293. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, Antilly School, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, and the VI Housing Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget. Yes, indeed, and we are back here. <laughs> uh, uh, and I analyze this. Uh, and it's looking outside, it's kind of cloudy. It's one of those days. And uh, keeping an eye on Philippe. We anticipate getting some rain and all that stuff. I'm looking at the uh, lineup for this week. I'm looking forward to Friday. My man, that. Kyle Fleming, so Power Hour gonna be back uh, Friday, and then uh, we got return engagements for Zach Zook. Actually, we got uh, we got Arch Thursday and, and Arch Friday as well. Uh, we got um, some Sonia Dean Naharaj gonna be joining us on Thursday. Uh, we're also gonna have the. Uh, Historic Preservation are going to be joining us on Thursday as well. So, 8 to 9, Keen Roots. 9 to 10, Historic Preservation. And then Friday, the Power Hour from 8 to 9. And then Zach Zook from the 81C Art Studio out of the rack. Going to be joining us again. And then uh, tomorrow, I mean, yeah, tomorrow, um, I believe we can do some Bush Street tomorrow morning. From 8 to 9. And then uh, Mr. Webster, Yvonne Webster Price for Relay for Life can be joining us as well. Relay for Life used to be a May event back in the day. But I guess things have changed. COVID kind of uh, <clears throat> impacted some things. So it's now an October event. So we are. Uh, Looking forward to speaking with Miss. Hey, how you doing? That's good. Big shot just came inside the studio, so we got set them up so they could talk about tourism and economic development here uh, in these United States Virgin Islands. So, Rosie Farrington, what's up, man? Hold on, so hold, hold, hold on, the engineer gonna, the engineer going to set you up. Okay. Uh, and I was you may have been stunned like I was just now with the, 
<laughs> Long time no see. How you been? I'm well. I'm well. I've been well. How are you? I'm doing good. So okay, now in Saint Thomas, man. Uh, Frenchman's Reef. Wait, wait. Uh, it's a Western Hotel now. Western Hotel now is finally open, mm-hmm. doing well. So um, we're actually really excited because Department of Tourism, the entire destination actually, mm-hmm. is looking forward to hosting Chico's 2023 in November. Mm-hmm. Primary reason why I'm here to have a welcome, nice chat. It's always really good to come and speak with you and your audience. Hello. I, I appreciate that. How did this happen? How did this come about? They approached us about a year ago, and um, they expressed their interest in coming to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Everyone in the Caribbean, actually on a global and national scale, Mm. is aware and can attest to the fact that the U.S. Virgin Islands is doing extremely well in the tourism space. So based on our performance and how well we have been performing in terms of our numbers, airlift, hotel occupancy... They expressed um, particular interest in coming to the U.S. Virgin Islands, in particular St. Thomas with the opening and the reopening of the formerly Frenchman's Reef, now Westin Hotel, um, as the host hotel. So um, we met with them. We had about two or three meetings. They did it. They came to St. Thomas, did a site visit, and um, confirmed that based on the occupancy and the capacity of the Westin, that they were set to go and, you know, we embarked on that partnership with them to highlight the U.S. Virgin Islands, not just St. Thomas, but the territory as a whole as um, a marquee destination where tourism is concerned. No, uh, pardon my indulgence. Uh, <laughs> reintroduce yourself to the audience because we got into the conversation and you didn't formally introduce yourself. People may not have heard this uh, magnetic voice before. Okay. So. Please do that. I apologize. It's just okay. Rosie Farrington, Department of Tourism, Deputy Commissioner. That's what I'm talking about. Now, the rebranding of the, the hotel, right? It is now the Western Beach Resort and Spa at Frenchman's Reef. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, before it used to be Frenchman's Reef, Marriott, right? So right. They, so they flipped that, right? Right. But Western is a part of the Marriott chain. Correct. They're still right? under the umbrella of mm-hmm. Marriott um, Bonvoy, in addition to the autograph collection, Bowie House. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I never heard that part before. I know that about the was bon- formerly, what was the name of that before? I know about the Bonvoy Morning part. Star. It was Morning, Morning Star, Star before. Correct, correct. Down in the flat. Correct. Okay, okay, good. Now, um, we've seen, uh, it's been a long time, six years um, when uh, Irma, right? Irma devastated the property, uh, rendered right. it a shell of itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had change of ownership, right? I think Diamond Rock uh, was the ownership before. Correct. And uh, they sold they sold over. Um, I believe the owner is the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, right? Oh, you do your research well, very you well. You know me, you know me. <laughs> analyze this, you know You're what I'm saying? You're correct. Yeah, so, so that's a good thing. I want to meet yes. him, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm yes. a sports junkie, so <laughs> I definitely want to meet him. Um, but but that is our, and the governor was here uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, that property is the flagship hotel for the Virgin House. It is. I mean, we're not knocking the other hotels, but if there's one hotel that really, you know, has led the charge on behalf of the territory as relates to hotel occupancy and capacity. Uh, capacity. Too. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Frenchman's Reef yes. is the a matter of fact, when long before you ever, you even ever thought of, <laughs> of coming here uh-huh. 35 years ago, uh-huh. good morning, America. 
spent a week at Frenchman's Reef, 1988. Ah, you didn't know that, huh? I did not so, know that. So go back and and, and see if you got any footage, right? <laughs> so I, I was wondering, wh- when are we going to do a return engagement? Right. You know what I'm saying? Get them back here again. As a matter of fact, it would be ideal because um, it could speak to how we've recovered and attempting to Rebounded. recover because mm-hmm. uh, it's been six years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Governor Farley, uh, he was actually the first guest that Monday morning. Okay, you know, Good Morning America spent the whole week here. Right. Uh, he was there, and, and, and French French Reef was the hotel. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that French French Reef has, you know, um, made its way back to what we needed we, to be. We are extremely happy because that definitely means uh, a slew of rooms that have re-entered the inventory of hotel rooms within the St. Thomas District, mm-hmm. which affords us the opportunity to host conferences like Chico's and, um, you know, other events that are on a larger scale. So um, as a destination, we are excited to welcome the Westin back and um, we're more excited to be able to showcase our entire territory to a host of investors that are national and international who, you know, have a keen interest in the U.S. Virgin Islands. As you are aware, Neville, it's been about 30 years since the U.S. Virgin Islands has seen new hotel development um, in this region, in the territory. So we are excited to, we're going to have real estate professionals and brokers who are going to be there to share potential opportunities and avenues that those investors can explore to invest in our territory. So we're definitely poised and excited to ensure that we show off and show our best to all of the guests and investors who are coming to St. Thomas um, in November. And I, I want to thank you for hooking me up um, with, with Nicole <laughs> and Paris. Yes. That's the names, right? Nicole and Paris, yeah, correct. Yeah, and that, correct. That, was, that, was a, that was a great you, They did an excellent interview with you, too. Mm. They're both um, organizers um, of that conference, well-established. This is going to be their 12th conference, so we're, we're really, really excited and, and welcoming them and their entire organization. That's good. Okay, it was Good Morning America, Season 13, <laughs> Episode 111, February, February 1st, 1988. Right and uh, in February, yeah, in February of 1988, the Department uh-huh. of Tourism arranged for the Rising Stars to perform during Good Morning America. Oh wow, beautiful! Yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. So, so, the beauty of the internet, you know, you know, internet could make a lot yes. of people look yes. look better than they really That's are. That's perhaps you know something we could look into as yeah. an anniversary. Of course, of yes. course, you know what I'm saying so. Yes. Uh, so that was off. So that was early. That was early uh, 88. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let me see what else I got here. All uh, that good <laughs> stuff. They said, uh, Good Morning America did five days of their morning show from the Virgin Islands. And Judge Hodge, uh-huh. Judge John Hodge and Mrs. Smith were interviewed during the course of the program. Rising Stars entertained during the filming. So they incorporated the, uh, the Rising Stars. The cultural aspect. Yeah, yeah, the Department of Tourism. Yeah, man, this, yes. is, this is awesome. This yes. is awesome. So yes. how do we... Um, well, this is, this is really a, a catalyst to jumpstart us back into the into the to the um consciousness i think that's the right word mm-hmm. for those who come into the territory because airbnb had filled a lot of holes now we got like you just mentioned inventory hotel inventory that's real going on right now correct correct so this is definitely going to um fill the void where that was concerned especially where business and corporate travel is concerned um 
you know, definitely that was a void that that was compensated by the shared economy, Airbnb, VRBO. And um, that particular industry continues to be robust and do really well. But um, definitely when it comes to the business traveler, um, sometimes family travelers, family travel, you know, those who are interested in the all inclusive experience where a hotel might be concerned. Um, you know, this is this is a welcome return now for we, Department of Tourism. We, we got some other projects going on uh, in St. Thomas. They got Botany Bay project as well. You familiar with that? There's a, there's a what's it a like a timeshare um, property going on down there, down in the west. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I I was over there um, either last year or early this year, and I got a chance to, to head go down and west. visit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And that's that's a good thing. But uh, our problem now is. Um, the cost of everything is so expensive as it relates to... It is. It's, yeah. it's one of the challenges. So it's a supply chain thing. It's not a virgin Honest thing. It's not. Yeah. We're, we're not special uh, with that. Except for the energy cost. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, from a supply chain standpoint, this, right. is, this is global. Correct. Okay. But despite um, the, the challenges where cost and transportation and those are concerned, we continue to see, we look forward to um, an exciting winter season where airlift and hotel occupancy is concerned. So we're still looking forward to our territory doing extremely well. As you know, Neville, during the COVID pandemic, most, if not all of the Caribbean was shut off mm-hmm. in terms of no access where tourism is concerned. And we benefited from that immensely. We, we benefited immensely. So as a department and as a tourism team, our focus is doing our best to maintain that lead to maintain the quality of product. And that's definitely what we're focused on. Commissioner Bushulti spends a great amount of time ensuring that we're doing all that's necessary to maintain the standard and to maintain the lead. And, um, you know, many of the journals, many of the articles that are that are coming out as of late continues to show that the U.S. Virgin Islands continues to lead where um, uh, the destination is concerned. Is tourism uh, working with the University of the Virgin Islands um, as it relates to hotel development? Um, because, you know, I mean, it's hard to be at Rosie Farrington, but, you know, the next Rosie Farrington probably right down in UVI right now. I agree. I agree. I could tell you, as a department, we're working in particular right now with um, UVI Cell, and we're working on some training for the transportation industry or taxi industry to ensure that we know visitor experience is critical to return visits and um, the quality of that visitor experience when we have persons come to our shore. So we're standardizing some training, um, some certification to ensure that our taxi and transportation industry is properly trained and properly equipped to ensure that when they take tourists to particular sites, when they take them to particular um, places of interest, that the information is accurate and is properly delivered. Now, the department works in conjunction with uh, public works, public safety, all that stuff, like when cruise ships come in and Mm -hmm. all that. uh, How's that um, conjunctive? Well, the unique thing the unique thing about the Department of Tourism is that we're able to work with a gamut of um, departments throughout the government. Um, public works, because we have to ensure that the place is, is properly maintained, kept clean, public safety, office of the governor. There's rarely 
any department within the government that um, tourism does not collaboratively collaboratively work with to ensure that you know um, the the islands are clean and that the visitor experience is exceptional. Speaking of which, what about Saint John? How do we how do we encourage folks who may be vacationing in Saint Thomas? Um, to head over to, to St. John, uh, take that ferry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's compared to St. Croix, it's a cost-prohibitive right. trip. Right. So, <laughs> but we would want to you know, expose the, as much of the territory as we can to everybody who works their way through, uh, who actually comes to the Virgin Islands. When, when we travel, the, the good thing about St. Thomas and St. John being, you know, a joint district is when we travel, we tell persons, when you choose to come to St. Thomas, you get a... a added treat and surprise as two destinations in one because as you mentioned ferry ride is a couple minutes couple dollars away um some of the best beaches world known mm-hmm. are on st john so we continuously encourage as you mentioned sometimes um st croix is not as easy to access or to get to for that traveler so we continually Market St. Thomas, St. John, and the fact that it's this ease of access. For St. Croix in particular, we have embarked on a separate special campaign specifically for St. Croix. It's St. Croix a vibe like, like no other. So we continually, when we market, we separately ensure that there's a separate campaign that highlights St. Croix as being a very special um, district where history and culture and culinary um, experiences are concerned. So, yeah. I was just waiting to hear that culinary part because I like to, I like to tease me, told me how people um, about um, who the best cook them there. And of course, you know, I wouldn't take it personally. I, I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh-huh. And justifiably so, by the way, by the way. Uh-huh. For, uh, anyway, for those who were uh, listening earlier, uh, they actually have uh, the February 1st, um, 1998, the February 2nd, 1998 and the February 4th, 1998, uh, Good Morning America uh, shows on YouTube. Nice. So if you want, so if you want to go to YouTube and see how um, they were promoting the Virgin Islands back then on Good Morning America, um, you could um, you could get it uh, on YouTube. This is awesome. So what we're gonna do is we we'll take a break. We got Rosie Farrington from uh, Deputy Commissioner from the Department of Tourism uh, in the studio. Chico's is gonna be hosting uh, their uh, investment conference, right? It's the Caribbean Hotel Investment Conference and Operations Summit, and it's going to be at the Westin, <clears throat> the spa uh, at Frenchman's Reef, rebranded uh, in the middle of November. Um, I think it's 11th, the 12th to the 14th. Okay, so we'll take a break. Be back right after this. incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.
Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Mossy. I'm not a letter in the mail about my Medicare coverage. I don't even know what they're sending me anymore. Mom, let's call VI Ship. VI Ship? I don't have anything to ship from the States. No, VI Ship is the acronym for the Virgin Islands State Health Insurance Assistance Program, administered through the Office of the Lieutenant Governor. VI Ship is local help for people with Medicare, providing free information and counseling to all Medicare beneficiaries. Yes, sir, Yankin too. Perfect. Someone to answer all my Medicare questions. That's right. VI Ship can provide guidance on Medicare enrollment, prescription drug coverage, supplement plans, and more. Where's the phone? Let's call VI Ship. Navigating Medicare can be complicated, but VI Ship is here to assist. Call today, 340-773-6449 for St. Croix and 340-774-2991 for St. Thomas and St. John. And we're fortunate to be joined. Uh, she's going to be here for like five more minutes. Uh, Miss uh, Rosie Farrington, Deputy Commissioner, uh, Department of uh, Tourism. Quickly, um, as it relates to flights, uh, one of my listeners, uh, on the St. Croix side, um, we got one American flight, but that's going to change to two in November, right? Correct. Um, JetBlue still comes to St. Croix? Or they don't come to St. Croix anymore, right? Just Spirit? Just Spirit. Okay. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we're looking at? Uh, we, we're, we're constantly um, working, well, meeting with um, airline executives within that particular sector to encourage and to request increased um, airlift. As you are aware, um, it's like the chicken and egg concept. Mm-hmm. Um, airlift is actually tied to hotel occupancy and that capacity. Mm-hmm. So we continue to work with um, our airlines to continue to petition to continue to justify and to request why we should have increased lift in particular to um to St. Croix. So it's a constant work in in progress and it's it's definitely not anything that we overlook um when we're embarking on all, all of our marketing efforts and campaigns. No, um since I know you only got a couple of minutes I going to get some rapid fire. <laughs> uh when the, the Caribbean was at its best was when we had American Eagle based in Puerto Rico, right? Now, of course, you know, things change. Things don't remain the same and all that stuff and economics and all that. But is there any way, um, has there been any kind of discussion about, um, you know, re-engaging American Eagle? Because the movement that's taking place in the Caribbean right now, I, I know that San Juan was the hub, mm-hmm. but you know maybe St. Thomas or St. Croix could be a hub now. I mean, I mean, Eagle was so important because it connects us to that to that big jet, and you know their Advantage program is really arguably one of the most attractive, absolutely rewards programs there is for for flyers at least in the Caribbean and this in, in this part of the world. 
well, for, as a person who has really strong ties in the Southern Caribbean, um, I can attest to the fact that inter-regional Caribbean transportation is extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. And American Eagle, Liat, were um, definitely partners who facilitated our transportation and commerce between mm. um, the Caribbean and the U.S. Virgin Islands. So I can attest to the fact that if I have to get down south, I have to go all the way up to Miami, yeah, further up north to New York to to get a flight down there. So mm. I know it's difficult. It continues to be a challenge. We are um, in conversations with other airlines um, who could assist with the facilitation of transportation. Commuter, commuter airlines are talking about. Correct. Not necessarily the big jets. Correct. Stuff, commuter yeah. airlines. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I appreciate that. Yes. I think that if, if we could get that, because you know, I, I keep referencing this one time where I, I flew to New York and, and I leave St. Croix at 6, and I was at JFK by 11 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Yes. One flight to Puerto Rico, and then, of course, I had a time change because I was in January. Right. You take a direct flight from San Juan. San Juan. We don't even have American from San Juan to the mainland anymore, to the northeast. Everything is to Miami. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So if we could do something about that. And I spoke with Wayne Biggs about that. We were having a yes. conversation, and he said, one of our biggest issues as it relates to economic development is transportation. That's right. We didn't, we didn't have... Uh, you know, what we had back then, we don't have now. That's right. So and the that. cost. Oh, God. Okay. Cost is wow. just, it's just ridiculous. Is, so so is. we have had some conversations. It's something that's a huge priority um, to um, Governor Brian's administration mm -hmm. and our team within the Department of Tourism. So um, top of mind, definitely. And I can say who feels it knows it. So I can definitely relate. Quickly, how I recover with... From, um I was waiting. The, the volcano, the, <laughs> the volcano down there. You, yeah. you, you know, I wasn't gonna forget yeah, that. Yeah, That's yes. how we met. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, how I how I make out? Um, Saint Vincent is back. It's okay. Basically, back to its optimum levels. Yeah. And yeah. So recovery is, uh, you know, of course, there's still certain areas that were close or that are close to where the um, active volcano was mm -hmm. that that are still. Recovering, but for the most part, the lava enriched the ground. Uh, that, that, that the people are, they got this belief that that's that, that's what a tech place is. Is that is that accurate? Well, if we could only get this generation to embrace agriculture and farming, yeah. we'd be able to. I mean, you know, for, for the entire Caribbean as a whole, that's there a was so point. much that was produced and grown within the Caribbean. But mm. I'm sure some of the farmers, especially those high up in the mountains, yeah. could attest to that. Well, yes, well, good, Miss Fanta. Thank you very much for joining thank us. Thank you, Neville. Uh, and uh, keep an eye on the weather. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I know you're out of the rack and I, you go keep an eye on the rain and uh, the, the we spoke with Cecil Villanueva at the weather service and even though the center circulation is where it is, a lot of rain is to the south and to the east. So be careful. Thank yeah. you. Okay, Thanks, glad Neville. to have you here. That's Rosie Farrington. And uh, the Chico's Conference, November 12th to the 14th at the rebranded uh, spa that is Frenchman's Reef. It's now a Western uh, and all that stuff. By the way, um, Quickly, let me ask you this question because one of my listeners just sent me a question. Uh, is a C-Track mover, um, Santa James? You're familiar with that? So Santa Javon James is moving for a mover. Um, this uh, C-Track mover allows mobility for impaired individuals 
to enter the water individually from at the that? beaches at the be yes. oh, that's what it is okay yes, okay yes, okay yes. so so tourism that, is aware of this yes that, okay. that um provides accessibility to persons with disabilities okay who want to, 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 to enter the, go to the, the beach correct oh okay correct, okay, to okay that's what it is. from the beach area the sand into the water okay but okay. i know offline just before we go um mm. neville i wanted to mention i mentioned uh the u.s virgin islands re-entering the CTO Caribbean Tourism Organization, which mm -hmm. is huge, um, based on how we're performing within the tourism space. Um, we have re-entered. We are active members. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, within a week or so, Commissioner Basholti and I would travel to Turks and Caicos for their state of the industry meetings. And um, <laughs> why are you smiling, Neville? No, because, <laughs> no, you, you wouldn't believe it. You, you wouldn't believe it, right? Uh -huh. I was watching... A a harness race, uh -huh. and the name of the horse is TCI. So, ah. so, so, so the people were curious, what does TCI stand Turks for? Turks and Caicos and, Islands. And, and the owner said, me and my wife, we went to the Turks and Caicos Islands. Yes, And yes. so we called the trainer and tell the trainer we want a name change. Yes. So TCI, yes. yeah, TCI yeah. So I, did, I never, I had never put that together, so yes. no, that's why I was smiling, yes, okay? Yes, so, yes, so, so nothing so, nefarious, okay? No, no, no. <laughs> No, so so we are excited to be uh, members of the CTO organization again. We have the opportunity. What had happened though? That was just uh, this was just uh, it's it's very recent within a, the no, last. No, no, no. Why weren't we? What has something happened? Did did we, did we misbehave? We no, respect? I don't. No, no, no. I, I, we're well behaved people. <laughs> I know. We're I know. well behaved people. Yeah. So it's an exceptional opportunity for us to sit at the table with um, our fellow brothers and sisters from throughout the Caribbean, mm -hmm. and um, you know share ideas, exchange ideas and learn how we could continue to grow and develop our tourism um, product so, throughout so, the Caribbean. So we are officially members of we CTO. We are officially members okay, of CTO. I like that. Okay. Be so, good. Be safe. Thank Thanks. you. Glad thank to have you, you here. Uh, that's Mr. Rosie Farrington from the, the Department of Tourism Deputy Commissioner. And they got a big conference coming up in another five, six weeks. Frenchman's Reef is back. It's now a West End property. It's a spa. I'm saying officially a spa and all that uh, good stuff. Looking forward to seeing you again. All right? Thank you, you got it. Tell the, tell the boss I said hello. Okay. Okay? Right. Got to take care. Okay. And I had old no boy watching the rain. Watching the rain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got to keep an eye on that because this storm, the asymmetrical nature of this storm, being that, you know, the, the center of circulation is up north and the heavy rain uh, is south of it. And east of it, you gotta keep an eye on that as well. But you know me, and I mean, I, uh, <clears throat> in fact, I got a little getaway coming up in a couple of weeks. You know, I like to head out of here in the latter part of October. Last week of October, first week of November, I don't know my life, right? You know, since I always family, you know, honest, my family, I don't know that, you know, uh, I had I had not left the territory for two years, right, between 2019 and 2021, and I got out of here in 21 for like three weeks. Uh, and then last year was like a two-week deal. This year, this year is going to be a two-week deal again, right? So going forward, right, last week of October, first week of November, uh, you know, I boy, the girl to dodge. So show um, the deputies, to those who are going to be holding things down, the the natural love that I to show me and I to show them, and, and we're going to be good. But we're keeping an eye on the storm, right? You know what I'm saying? We could use some rain, particularly on the eastern side of St. Croix. Uh, you know, but we don't want we don't want to get washed away. So we're still in recovery mode, and uh, hopefully uh, we can make uh, things work. Last night was not as humid as it's been. 
So I don't know if because October come and yeah, this is supposed to be a warm month as well, you know. We're keeping an eye on Daddy, like I either say uh, over there in Saint Thomas. Yes, once again, I want to let the public know that I got text message, you know. So uh, one of the one of the listeners yeah, tuned in a little late and they didn't hear that uh, we had given uh, <clears throat> our condolences. Uh, uh, we are conducting the show today with a heavy heart. Uh, the great vote-getter, Senator Crucian Virgin Elder. And, you know, she, she got roots in Totola and, and uh, St. Thomas as well. Lisa Chucky Hansen has passed. Um, we heard that. Uh, I, I got the word last time, but it was confirmed this morning. And uh, we definitely want to send out condolences uh, to her many supporters. I think, you know, when, when we do the math, right, uh, and she participated in every election between 1986 and 2020, except for 2006 and eight. Even if she wasn't on the ballot, she was a rating candidate. Matter of fact, she got, she, I think she got almost got like 3,000 rating votes in 2014. So when you do the math, there's a likelihood that Alicia Chucky Hansen may have gotten over 100,000 votes in all the times that she ran for, for Senator. It's a possibility. In her peak, this is 88, 90, when everything was, was Chucky. I mean, that was just... Dominance. The race was for second because she she was in a category by herself. She was very very popular, and of course, you know she got a, a Puerto Rican roots, so she had the she was bilingual and had the ability to habla, you know, <clears throat> a tu gente. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a su gente, right? Uh, you know, and she was good at that. And then the Ra Crucian, and she was just you know good at what she did as it relates to. You know, getting votes and all that stuff. And then yeah, she, clearly she performed because you don't get elected 11 times without, you know, some tremendous ability to, you know, stay in the consciousness of the people. Uh, so, you know, we, you know, send out our condolences to the, to the family. And, uh, you know, like I said, in the 90s in particular, right, they had five elections in the 90s. And um, Senator Hansen ran first in four of them. Only time she didn't run first in the 90s was in 92, I believe, when um, Kenneth Mapp um, and Edgar Ross, right? And sometimes, you know what happens? Um, voter fatigue um, sets in. And I see that a lot in sports when they vote for awards and all that stuff. Some people just tired of voting for the same people. And that may have happened uh, in 92 because she had finished first in 88 and 90. But then after she ran, I think, third or fourth in 92, she come back and run first in 94, 96, 98. Got a lot of votes in 98. 98 was a big turnout year, gubernatorial year. I remember that year because uh, I was supporting um, uh, 
the the the, the tumble uh, James team and also Vargas Richards. I actually went to work for Vargas Richards after that ninety eight election. Uh, he was the Senate president. But that was that election was a high turnout year. That was a hundred and fiftieth anniversary emancipation year in nineteen ninety eight, and that had kind of galvanized and. Governor Schneider was seeking re-election. That's when uh, the Turnbull James uh, team had beaten um, Schneider Centeno, I believe it was, uh, in 1988. So, Alisa Chucky Hansen. <clears throat> then, you know, of course, you know, she had the controversy in 2016 with the name change and all that stuff. She, you know, she was just a firebrand, man. You know, some people just spark things. Uh, but uh, she was fearless uh, as it relates to going out there and um, you know, name recognition, um, vote for me, you know, all that stuff. And, um, and she, she was a politician par excellence, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then, in, you know, 2020, it happens to the best of us. Uh, 2020, when she finished 10th, um, that was, you know, a lot of people were surprised by that because, you know, they had never seen her, except for 2004, 2004. But that was when she was dealing with some legal issues. <clears throat> so that one, you know, it wasn't, she wasn't seeking office under, you know, you know clear circumstances. She was dealing with a, with a legal issue there. But uh, she came back in 2010 with a bang, uh, finished second to Nelly O'Reilly. Nelly was a leading vote getter that year. And then um, she was leading vote getter. She was actually tied with Senator Sanders on election day, and after they counted all the people about it, so she went ahead with the win. And then uh, in 14, she had the situation with the Supreme Court. And then in 16, by then, um, Senator VLA uh, um, had done taken over that leading vote getter, uh, Anna, because uh, he had run first in 14 and then followed up in 16, and also in 20. Yeah, once I had to finish them. So, condolences once again to um, supporters, friends, immediate family, extended family of uh, the late great Alicia Chucky Hanson. We'll take a break and be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. 